right, hello and welcome back to the Calorie Deficit University podcast. Um, I am going to be talking about tracking calories today. Um, This is a super uh, sometimes controversial topic. Um, There's a lot of differing opinions on the internet. Uh, So we're going to dive right into that as well. If you are a first time listener here, welcome, welcome. Um, This is a podcast where I basically, as a trainer and coach, give free coaching, free education surrounding health and wellness. Um, Specifically, I talk about calorie deficit as a means uh, and way of sustainable weight or fat loss um, and how to do that and what that looks like. If you are a first time uh, listener here, please do subscribe. We post new episodes um, every Friday like clockwork. Um, They'll post right in the morning. You can listen to our uh, podcast on every streaming service that you love. Um, We are hosting on Buzzsprout, so shout out to Buzzsprout you're amazing with all the uh, help and uh, community that you give. Um, So yeah, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, whatever it may be, we are there. Um, So please do subscribe or like us on there. Uh, Give us a rating. It really helps us. The feedback is amazing. Um, And um, yeah, we're really just thankful for all the people that uh, listen every week. So yeah, let's just dive right in. Um, so why track calories? Why do we need to track calories? Um, it's very common, right, for a coach or a trainer um, to suggest or include in part of a program um, that their client track their calories. Um, why, why do we do that? Why do we suggest that to are clients who are looking to lose weight um, or fat. Um, it's because people don't know truly what they're eating. Um, and I've been guilty of that before. I was previously an athlete. I didn't pay attention ever. I didn't even know what a calorie was when I was an athlete um, training and competing. I had no idea. I competed, I trained, I ate what was put in front of me. Um, I ate when I was hungry um, and I ate protein um, and that was it because it didn't at that point really matter how much I was eating to a precise gram or measurement. Um, But then when I got to college uh, and I became depressed, Um, I gained 35 pounds and I was like, oh, I need to pay attention to what I'm eating. Um, And I sought out help from a personal trainer um, and, you know, she suggested that I be eating around 1500 calories, um, which at my current activity level was probably the right decision. Um, And I remember looking at her dead in the face and saying, I I don't think I eat 1500 calories. There's just no way. Like I'm just so full. I'm just so full trying to eat 1500 calories. Like that's just crazy, which I'm making that voice because I'm what a joke. Like 
excuse me if that sounds kind of harsh but truly that's a lot of coaches feel that way of like oh my gosh and she was very kind in her response and she was like just continue to track just continue to pay attention to what you eat but for me and she didn't know me really but it would have been much better if she looked right dead back at me and said alexis i'm your coach and you've hired me to help you understand why you are the way that you are, why you gained 35 pounds of fat and how we can change that. You've come to me for my help and I want you to know that you are eating way above 1500 calories because you've gained 35 pounds. If you were eating 1500 calories a day, you would not be this overweight because that's the truth. That's the reality of it. Um, And it was, I had that response to her because I really didn't know. I didn't, I wasn't weighing, or excuse me, I wasn't measuring olive oil. I wasn't measuring condiments. I wasn't measuring the little sprinkle of cheese that I put on this or that. I was just looking at the bigger items or the items that had nutrition labels like chips or cookies or things like that. And I was counting those things. And that's that wasn't true. I was probably eating 3000 calories a day, truthfully. Um, and that with a very minimal activity level, like not even, I was going to the gym three times a week and the other days just sitting at a desk job or studying. Um, and so that, that's just the reality of it, right? We just have to be honest with ourselves. Um, and after we have that honesty is, okay, why do we track then education, right? You need to know what you're eating, right? So I needed to understand and know that I was actually eating about 3,000 calories a day instead of the 1,500 that was being recommended to me. Um, And so that's where that understanding can get kind of scary, um, that we are eating an obscene amount of calories um, comparatively to what we need to be eating to be the weight that we want to be. And that's where you get this super fine line as a coach. Um, and I think what is the best course of action that I've come found just with my experience in the past with people, um, is that people want to lose weight really fast, right? Um, and if you can, as a coach, be able to communicate to your client that out of the gate, we're not going to lose weight at the rate that you want. It's going to take way longer than you think um, to be sustainable for enough for you to keep the weight off. Um, And we need to redefine our goals. So instead of I want to lose 35 pounds, which is what I wanted to lose, um, we need to first start with the first 10 pounds. And once we do the first 10 pounds, then we're going to do the next 10 pounds. And then we're going to push that last five, which let me tell you, the last five is the hardest five. The last 10 is the hardest 10. That last little push is so hard because you have to dig deep and you have to keep going. um, And it's hard. And so what I would recommend is instead of going out of the gate, trying to lose this big number, like I've had a client come to me before saying, I want to lose 95 pounds in a year. I said, with me, I won't do it. Not possible for for a female. I'm not going to do it. And she was really defeated and upset. And I said, it's not to defeat you. 
It's not to make you feel upset. But if we do this that quickly and at that pace, you're going to gain back the weight and you're going to be really disappointed and upset. And so what is there? 52 weeks in a year? Whatever. There's 12 months in a year. So do 95 divided by 12. That's about eight pounds a month, eight pounds. So we're talking about two pounds of fat loss a week. That is an aggressive course of weight loss. That's not including a break for Christmas. That's not including a break for your birthday. That's not including your beach vacation on the summer. That year would be hell. And then you would say, all right, I did it. I lost the 95 pounds. And then you'd go right back because you would have been through a year of absolute hell. Um, And so that's, I just won't do it. That's just not, you're going to be mad at me. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be upset. And yes, there are those few individuals out there that can do it um, and can be dedicated to that extent. Um, But for the average person, that's not doable. Um, because it's not sustainable and not enjoyable to lose that large of amount of weight in a year, especially for a woman, because it's harder for women to lose weight and fat. And she was a shorter individual as well. So it's even harder, um, cause she's going to have to perform even more movement, um, and eat even less calories. Um, and, and she, in addition to that, did not exercise, did not like exercise and was going to be very pushy back on exercising. And in addition to that, did not cook at home, refused to cook at home and would not cook at home. And so with all of those three obstacles combined, it just wasn't going to happen. Not that, not that she could ever lose weight. That's not what I'm saying. That she would have been very frustrated trying to lose 95 pounds in a year. So what does that mean? We need to address the goal first. Um, when trying to track calories and do that because say out of the gate you're just going to tell your client and I made this mistake in the past because I've not been strong enough to tell a client no your goal is bad because I've just wanted to keep a client and keep them happy and say okay we can achieve your goal it's going to be very difficult I could have said that to this to this woman I could have said your goal it's hard, but we can do it. I can help you do it. We, it is possible to lose 95 pounds in a year. It's not impossible. It's just going to be really hard and miserable. I could have done that and she'd be completely dissatisfied in two months dropped me. Um, but instead I said no. And, and we moved on, um, because and she hasn't been able to find someone that that's going to agree to that. I, I think she'll be hard pressed to find a good coach who's going to agree to that um, because she doesn't want to change anyways. But (laughs) you need to address the goal first and start with the 10 pounds. And and so what, how does that correlate to tracking? Instead of starting out with a caloric intake goal of 1500 calories um, a day, you're going to start at a higher goal. So kind of the rule of thumb is you take your goal weight um, and multiply it by 12. So say, for example, I want to be 140 pounds and I multiply it by 12. Then my daily calorie intake should be about 1,680 calories a day. 
which is fine. That That's a very reasonable, doable uh, calorie intake for someone who's moderate lead to low uh, activity with three times a week strength training. That's going to be a really stable, uh, easy to do uh, weight loss goal. Um, If you're trying to lose maybe 20 pounds, Um, if you're trying to lose 50 pounds, it's probably going to sound super difficult to start off. If you're eating 3000 calories a day, that's going to be a super difficult caloric intake to start off with because you're reducing your calorie intake by 1,320 calories a day. So going from the 3,000 calorie mark to the 1,600 calorie intake mark, that is a drastic change. And so what I would recommend first is tapering your calories down. So you've tracked for a week, you know that, okay, holy crap, I eat 3,000 calories a day. I've tracked that for a week, and I know that for a fact that's what my habits look like. As we talk about in our first, or sorry, our second episode is caloric maintenance and why it's important. You want to see what your caloric maintenance looks like and address where you are at right now. And then you say, all right, and I know I need to eat 1,600 calories a day to be the weight that I want to be at. Okay, perfect. Two things I'm going to start working on first. I'm going to start working on the top five habits that need to be done, which is our previous episode, establishing a healthy baseline of good habits uh, that are going to support and help sustain my weight loss journey in a a very uh, efficient, helpful, sustainable, happy way. And then I'm just going to reduce my calories by 250 calories a day. So that means like maybe just don't eat that extra snack. So like that 8 o'clock, 9 p.m., midnight snack, just don't have that, okay? And then I do that for three, four weeks. Then, great, I'm reduced down. I'm in the 2,000 calories a day range. I'm going to reduce another caloric thing. Okay, maybe I, I swap out my olive oil for spray. And I start looking at and paying attention maybe to my eating habits on the weekends. Instead of binging over the weekends, I keep it to one alcoholic drink and only go out once with my friends. Oh great, you've reduced 500 calories of your net intake weekly. Amazing. And you keep doing a little bit at a little bit at a little bit and then you'll wake up and you'll realize, amazing, I've tracked and I'm at 1600 calories a day and it was a slow progression. It took four months to get here, but we're here and you'll see the weight go and it's amazing, but it takes time. That's going to take six, eight months to get into that swing and that habit. And you have to plan it out and you have to keep yourself accountable and you have to educate yourself, but it works. And you're going to keep the weight off forever because you've established this habits. You've educated yourself on caloric intake. You know what foods you like, what foods you don't like. And instead of crash dieting and saying, I'm only going to eat celery juice and eggs and chicken and rice and never have pizza, never have joy. And then two weeks later, just binge and quit you're actually changing your life for the better and you're going to be happier, healthier, and you're going to sustain that weight loss and be set up for success. You're also not going to freak out your hormones. You're not going to freak out your insulin. You're not going to be freaking out your whole neurological system and get depressed because you're doing it at a slow pace, right? So 
before we jump into the next topic that I'm really like, I don't want to talk about the next topic, but we have to, is not only are you getting an education and understanding of your calorie intake, but you're understanding yourself a little bit more. So say like at the end of the day, um, you're like, holy freaking moly, I'm starving. What the heck happened? You can go back. Usually when you're tracking your calories, you're also tracking what like what the quality of those calories were. So if you had like a whole day of Cheez-Its versus a whole day of chicken, I would bet you, you would be much more hungry after eating only a whole day worth of 1600 calories of Cheez-Its versus 1600 calories of boiled chicken. Trust me, I think you wouldn't even be able to finish 1600 calories of boiled chicken because you'd be like, ugh, I feel like a brick that's never gonna digest or pass that I will never be able to poop out tomorrow seriously so you so it's really helpful um most clients i'll say all right you're really hungry why like let's look back and see your uh, food journal and see what you tracked all right i can see that you had carbs for breakfast fat for lunch and carbs for dinner where was your protein sweetheart and they'll be like oh i didn't even realize i usually have eggs for breakfast and i had toast instead i usually have a chicken salad for like a salad with chicken for lunch and i had a a sam a, a cheese sandwich like a grilled cheese and for dinner i usually have like a ground turkey hash with delicious sweet potatoes and spinach but instead i had pizza yeah no wonder you feel like junk because you didn't have anything that actually was slow digesting with a good macronutrient profile you that's why you feel hungry and so it's like aha oh you have these light bulb moments if i would have just had one piece of toast with some eggs had half a grilled cheese with some chicken or whatever on the side and then had maybe a slice of pizza and a salad with chicken i would have had a much better day in how I feel and I would have been working towards my goals and you didn't say no you didn't deprive yourself of anything you still had the pizza you still had the grilled cheese you still had the toast but you feel much better and you're much more satiated and you're not going to bed hungry or craving more pizza or cake or dessert or whatever it is right so those educational tidbits are super duper helpful in understanding why you feel what you feel Um, and, and really that education only comes from tracking your food. And that's, I guess, a good leeway point into the discussion I don't want to talk about, but I'm going to have to, um, is, um, there are other options, uh, than just tracking calories, right? You can just write down what you ate. It doesn't have to be the caloric intake of what you had in the sense of like data and numbers grams and um how much you had you can just start by writing out that what you ate because even just the um what like the noun of it um is beneficial in in data and understanding why you feel what you feel and why you are where you're at and so what that leads us into is anti-tracking people who um on the internet specifically i've really never met a person in real life who will tell me to my face that tracking calories has no beneficial 
uh, beneficial information or data or anything like that. Um, but man, oh man, they'll light you up online. Um, so that we're talking about people who think that tracking calories is toxic. It leads to things like orthorexia, anorexia, um, you know, t- toxic, uh, body dysmorphia, whatever, things like that. Um, yes, tracking your calories can lead to any toxic negative thing. All right. But this is my uh, back, my counter to that is so can anything else. You can be addicted to sugar and that have a negative effect on your life and your health. You can take coffee and make it a caffeine uh, intake that is a negative uh, effect on your life and your happiness and your health and who you are. Um, you can take literally trying on clothes, uh, can be a trigger and, uh, impact your life in a very negative way. Um, you can just be, you can just exist, um, and have that existence, have an, a negative impact on your life and your health. You could be raised by a person who uh, does not positively upbring you and gives you a life filled with body dysmorphia and uh, disassociation. Anything in this world, we've got alcoholism, we've got food addiction, anything in this world can be twisted and perverted into something negative. But listen, please hear me in this. Because this is what's going to separate you from success in life. Success in life versus no success and misery is you have the power, you have the control to take what is perverted in this world and not pervert it for yourself. You have the power to take what is gross and disgusting and horrible and negative and turn it into something good. So calorie counting is not innately negative or gross or uh, disassociation or body dysmorphia inducing. It is not inherently going to make you upset or cry or have an eating disorder. That is a choice that you get to make for yourself of what this thing is for me and to me. If you choose that this count, this tracking my calories or stepping on the scale or whatever it is, if you choose to let it trigger you and have power over you, that is your choice. And obviously with the caveat of PTSD, trauma, those sorts of things that are out of your control that you need to seek professional help for, obviously those things aside, but you get to wake up and say, all right, this calorie counting, this calorie tracking is for my educational purposes only. It has no marking on my identity. It has no marking on who I am, my value, my worth. It is data like in a science lab. It is literally like blood work results and it is helping me be a better, healthier, happier person. And that is all it is. 
Food has no control over me. It has no emotions. Calorie tracking has no control of me. It has no, no emotions. I'm in the driver's seat. I have emotions. I'm a human being. I'm in control. You have that choice. You have that choice. And that is harsh, right? I, to some people, that is going to be harsh. I know that's harsh. But it may just be the thing that saves your life. It may just be the thing that saves you from your pre-diabetic episode. It may just be the thing that saves your life from fatty liver disease. It may just be the thing that saves your life from heart failure, okay? You have choice. You have choice in your health. And some people don't have choice in their health. Some people get cancer and die, okay? Some people get born into being addicted to cocaine because their mom was doing cocaine while they were pregnant, okay? Sometimes you get fetal alcohol syndrome. Yes, there are things that are not your choice in your health, but there are definitely things that you can choose. And you can choose this. You can choose to not let it emotionally affect you into toxicity, all right? And there are ways to do that. I personally have never struggled with calorie counting being toxic or making me a certain way because I was doing the other habitual things to enrich my life in the last episode that we talked about. And I was eating at a calorie intake that was proper for my weight loss goals, overseen and directed by a professional, okay? If you are tracking calories and only eating 800 calories a day, you are going to have a toxic relationship with calorie tracking, not because of the calorie tracking, but because you're only eating 800 calories a day, okay? That is the reality. The scale is not toxic. Calorie tracking is not toxic. You having a goal and eating a certain amount or a certain type of food and using calorie tracking in the scale to obtain that and to do that, that is what is toxic. So stop blaming the tracking and the scale and the science and the data and the information. Take personal responsibility. Understand I'm having this existential issue with eating way too little and eating all the wrong things and I'm using calorie tracking in the scale as a means to achieve that and that is why I feel like crap and that is why I feel like I have a toxic orthorexic issue and body dysmorphia now have I struggled with body dysmorphia of course absolutely and it is something that is psychological that you have to overcome with therapy and overcome with coping mechanisms and you have to take responsibility for and recognize and it was something that was not done to me or sorry it was something that was done to me and not something that i just came up with on my own i didn't wake up and say i want body dysmorphia it was something that was raised and instilled in me and probably raised and instilled in a lot of women and that is a problem and you need coping mechanisms for that Okay, but do not make tracking the enemy. Address the, the real toxic things and ideas that you have, like eating 800 calories a day is what's going to get you to your weight goal. 
that is toxic okay not tracking calories tracking calories is scientific and it is what is going to get you the results that you want for your health okay it's just data it's just understanding it would be like being like climate change is bad okay fat being obese it morbidly obese is bad for your health it's bad okay climate or not climate change is bad but um the global warming like the earth being deceased is bad right okay we've got two bad scenarios you don't sit here and say okay but the the science and the data is so triggering of our emotional stuff related to global warming we can't look at the science and the data no 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 we can't track the uv rays no 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 we can't do that we can't track the landfill waste okay well then how are we going to solve the problem if we don't know what's even going on and why we're here like why why we are where we are see what i mean okay but here we go i have helpful information after we had that hard 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 conversation i'm sorry that we had to have that hard hard conversation if that was upsetting or triggering i really hope that you can get the help that you need and go to therapy and address that um there are other ways to lose weight than tracking calories of course but is it the best no it's really not the best but there are ways to do it and you know in a substitutionary way um you can just still measure your food without tracking i still don't understand how people do that but they do um but what i recommend for my clients who absolutely refuse to track their calories uh who absolutely refuse to step on a scale trust me i have that happen it's very difficult but we do it is the three to one method um so basically what it means is you have three meals a day and each meal is prioritized by protein um, and it has to be whole foods and balanced and all that jizzity jazz. Um, you have two snacks a day. Again, two snacks are prioritized by protein. And the two, uh, sorry, the three meals fit on one plate. That's it. One whole plate and that's it. And one of those meals every day needs to be a big A salad, as Jordan Syatt would say. I, I'm, not, I'm try, trying not to curse on this because I don't want to make explicitory ratings. But um, a big salad that prioritizes protein, right? So a salad that doesn't have a crap ton of dressing, but just a plain, beautiful, delicious salad. So put all the types of veggies up in there and get super creative, all right? So that's your three three meals on a single plate, prioritize protein, one salad a day kind of thing. The second, uh, number two, is gonna be the two snacks, prioritizing protein still. So maybe like a yogurt, uh, cheese stick, pepperonis, that sort of thing. Um, they need to fit in the palm of your, or like in your hand, right? You need to be able to hold it in your hand, apple slices and peanut butter, something that is the size of your hand. If you have really tiny hands, maybe like a hand and a half, okay? Get get logical with it. And then one is gonna be one, one, clients, come on, one item a day that brings you joy, all right? So some people, this can be like a dessert, They'll do like a popsicle or maybe like some fruit and ice cream or Cool Whip or uh, something fun like that um, or like a anabolic protein ice cream or some clients, they've got to have their sugary 
delicious 200 calorie coffee. They've got to have it. They can't go their life without it. That's fine. That's your one thing because 250 calories for a coffee, that that's a lot of your daily calorie intake for just a coffee. Um, so that's going to be your one thing. But you, that ha- you have to be real with yourself if you're going to use that method and you're not going to track. I think that's harder. I think it's harder to regiment, like have that regiment of three, two, one. I, I think that is harder than tracking because at least if I'm tracking, I wake up and say, well, holy moly, I really want some freaking pizza today and I want cookies and I want chips. I can do all of that. I can do all of that and track that in and count that in. Am I probably going to be like hungry? Yes, but I want it. So I'm going to have it because I can fit it in and track it in and count the calories and move on. Where if you're doing the three, two, one, you don't get a lot of leeway. I guess if you're going to have a whole plate of pizza, that's on you, boo-boo. But you have to understand what I'm saying, right? So the three, two, one method is a great substitute or a great place to start if you don't know how to track your calories um, or you don't know why or where or you don't want to track your calories. Um, That's a great place to start. Um, So my final point that I want to make um, and then in the next episode we'll talk about how to track your calories. It's quite simple. We'll probably do a dual episode of something. Um, My last point is you don't have to track calories forever and ever and ever. Okay. Um, I think I tracked calories for about a year and then I kind of got the gist. I figured out foods that I liked. I figured out kind of based on, you know, oh, this is about how many calories something is. Um, so I don't really need to weigh or measure it anymore because I, I know based on my plates, sizes, and, you know, my kind of things, um, I could figure out how much that is and kind of guesstimate it every day in, in a good good way. Um so I didn't need to track calories anymore. I really don't track calories now um, because I know pretty much what I'm eating because I eat around the same things every day because I like what I'm eating and I found my favorite foods that I can kind of rotate and they're all going to equal me out to the same kind of calorie intake every day. Um, do I need to track calories sometimes? Yes. Some days I, for example, I started a job that was really stressful um, and changed my lifestyle in in a negative way and I gained 10 pounds um, of fat because I was not strength training appropriately. I was like, woo, what happened with that? And it was really because of the inactivity that I was doing more so than the diet change, but I was eating out more because I was stressed. I didn't want to cook, didn't want to prepare my meals. Um, so I was eating out more and that sort of thing. And so all I had to do was spend about a week of tracking what I was eating, counting calories, doing that sort of thing. And I was like, oh, okay, I understand what's happening. Um, I've been eating, you know, an additional two snacks extra because I'm not eating enough protein because uh, I'm a little bit hungry. So I'm a little bit snacky because I'm not fueling my body with the necessary nutrients that it needs. 
Um, and I've been eating out two to three times a week and not like full like dinners, but you know, I'll have a coffee and then I'll have a, a biscuit from Chick-fil-A and then I'll have, we'll eat out once a week for a date night. And then that adds up if you do that week after week after week. And so I said, wow, okay, I need to address those things. Make my coffee at home, get something delicious that I really like. That's low calorie. Boom. Did that. Um, just cut out the biscuit altogether. Don't need to eat a biscuit every single week from Chick-fil-A. I don't. It messes up my gut. Um, and it's, it kind of gets old after eating it every single week. And so I've been doing like an English muffin at home that satisfies the craving just like that. Um, and then I will never cut out date night ever, never, ever. That will always exist for me because I love date night. I love eating out and experiencing something new with my husband and I will always do that. So boom, there, done. You don't have to count calories forever. Will you always have to be paying attention to what you're eating? Yeah, probably because in America, our calories uh, for all the food that is readily available is insane. Um, our American diet is very high in calories. It's quite crazy. Um, but yeah, I'll probably always have to be at least as an athlete, you know, training, doing strength training, be paying attention to what I'm eating, prepping my meals, that sort of thing. But do I sit around worrying about calories anymore? Nope, I really don't. Because I know, I know exactly what I'm eating and why, and why I'm not looking as lean as I want to, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Am I always focused on weight loss, worrying about weight loss now? No, I lost the 35 pounds. I've kept it off, and now I'm gaining some sick muscle. You can get to that point. You don't have to go through a toxic cycle to get to that point either. You can lose weight by just treating tracking calories as education, science, and data, and moving on. You can track, you could, hey, you could just do the three, two, one method, have results, lose weight, and then say, all right, I'm hitting that last 10 pounds. This is freaking hard. I'm going to track calories to hit this last 10 pounds, and I'm really only going to have to track for two months, and that's it. And then I'm never going to have to track calories again because I'm going to have that education and I'm going to understand. You could just keep a little simple food journal of like, oh, I'm not tracking my calories, but I'm writing down every time I eat something or put a, put a handful of nuts or anything, I'm going to write it down. And at the end of the day, I'm going to check in with myself and say, hmm, I'm really hungry and I'm craving a big whole carton of ice cream. Why is that? Hmm. Well, let's check my food journal that I was doing all day. Amazing. Great. Fantastic. You checked in with yourself and you understand why, why you are the way you are, why you are where you are. I think it's really important to address why you are where you are. I gained 35 pounds because I would eat 12 to 24 frozen mozzarella sticks a day a day with ranch on the side, by the way, because that's the only way you eat mozzarella sticks. Um, that's why I was the way I was. That's why I gained 35 pounds in like six months. That's why. And truthfully, if my doctor, because I went for a checkup, hadn't have told me the rate that you're at, you're going to be pre-diabetic. Your triglycerides are insane. And the, you've gained 15 pounds since the last time I saw you. The, the rate that you're going is bad, Alexis. 
if I didn't have a PCP, like my primary care, tell me that my blood work, the rate that I was going was bad, I wouldn't have changed anything. I wouldn't, I didn't care. I wouldn't have changed anything. But she looked at me because she'd been my primary care for a while. She knew that that wasn't me. She knew that I used to be an athlete. She knew something was wrong. And so she looked at me dead in the face and said, something is wrong. Your blood work is bad. Your triglycerides are crazy. You need to change. You need to change. And I did. Seriously. It, I was watching. Um, it's amazing. You should watch it. It's on YouTube. Uh, fit to fat to fit. Right. And it's kind of a spinoff inspired by this guy who did that originally. This trainer um, was having a hard time relating to his clients because he had never been fat before. And so he was like, I'm going to gain, I think he gained 60 pounds, which is a lot. Um, and then I'm going to lose it back. And I think he's done that three times now in his whole life, just to make a point, um, which is amazing. So they have now a whole TV show about it where they do fit to fat to fit. And so it's these personal trainers who get with a client who's overweight and they meet with them and they say, hey, I'm going to gain 40 pounds for you. And then we're going to lose 40 pounds together. And it is like the best show ever because it just addresses all the issues, all the emotions, all the things. Um, And some people quit. Like some people literally quit. And then some people are so inspired by the trainer uh, losing the weight with them. Um, But it is truly... It is a great show. I would recommend it. But I was watching it, um, and this lady, she lost 60 pounds with her trainer. And it was just so, like, I just the joy and the radiating that was coming off of her. And it was funny. She made this comment. She was like, I hate chicken and broccoli. That was, like, when she first started out with her weight loss. And then she had lost 20 pounds into it. And she was like, you know, healthy food listen to this this is money this is the goal healthy food actually tastes really good when you're seeing results right oh i'm getting shivers i don't know that just like i was just so inspired by her saying that i was like yes girl get it healthy food does taste good and she had found a way to make healthy food um taste really delicious to her and she had made recipes into her own thing of what she liked and that was what was helping her lose weight and she basically was like I'm not a quitter I'm not gonna quit I love this and I was like you go girl healthy food tastes really good when you're seeing results yes yes queen because it does you're never going to be motivated by motivation alone there's nothing in this world that's ever going to get you out of bed except for results. So if you want to be motivated, take action, and then you're going to be motivated by the results of that action. But then there was this other guy. I watched two episodes last night. Um, there was another episode where this guy was 450 pounds and he wanted to lose 100 pounds which is, again, like I said in the earlier in the episode, that's a lofty goal. Uh, he wanted to lose 100 pounds in four months. Four months. Anyways, I don't know why they even let him have that goal. Um, but he got below 
400 pounds like he got to or no 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 he got right to 400 pounds so he lost 50 pounds and he was really proud of himself um and then he started to hate working out and he was like i'm not gonna work out and what i think was a failure moment of the trainer and the show is um instead of saying okay you hate working out right now let's take a break from working out you just need to get your steps in Um, they just pushed him really hard to keep doing the workouts. And so he quit, he quit and he said, I'm not going to lose the weight. And they checked back in with him six months later and he gained it all right back. Um, and so I think that's a failure on the, on the personal trainer or the show's part, um, for content, really, they should have just said, we get it. Sometimes you don't want to do the workouts. You get a little sore and get in pain. Let's take a break this week. Let's just get walking every day. Let's get moving. Um, and I would recommend that for anybody at any size. Just get moving. Just get your baseline up. Um, and man, I watched him cook one meal and he didn't measure out his salmon. So he had a great, like amazing looking salad. It looked a bomb. And then he put salmon on top. And truthfully, go measure out what four ounces of salmon looks like. Uh, A man should be eating four to six ounces of salmon. It's not a lot. Like, it is not a lot when you measure out four to six ounces of of salmon or fish or anything like that. You kind of look at it and you're like, whoa, I, I eat probably 10 ounces of salmon. Like, I eat way over what I'm supposed to be eating. And so once you measure it out, you kind of realize that. And oh my gosh, he put, like, you know, the packages that you get at the store that are prepackaged of the salmon that are usually like 10 ounces, 10 to 12 ounces of salmon. He put that whole, that is what he ate, that whole thing. And I just was like, oh no, that's why. That's why he's not losing the weight the way he wants to is because he's not measuring his food and he doesn't understand. He just thinks that because I'm picking salmon, that's healthy. That's the cho- that's going to help me lose weight. I I would much rather him listen here. I would have much rather him had a Big Mac that's around 600 calories and be really happy that he was able to include foods that he enjoys and loves instead of eating pretty much the equivalent in calories in that salmon and he hated every second of it. That that is the issue with tracking calories seriously because instead of just understanding calories and having the foods that he really enjoyed to help with sustaining the weight loss he quit because he didn't want to eat salmon and he he couldn't prepare meals because he was a traveling photographer it was very difficult for him to sustain that lifestyle and so where that trainer failed him was she did not address his lifestyle and his needs and his wants out of weight loss. And let me tell you, you can have the Big Mac and lose the weight. You can have the pizza and lose the weight. You can have whatever you want and lose the weight as long as you track it, as long as you calculate it in. Seriously. Would have much rather said, hey, man, you're on the road this week. I hope you have an amazing time um, with your job and making that money. 
just remember you can have the Big Mac. Just count it in, bro. You know, pack. I would love it if you just get a quick breakfast, pack your snacks, whatever. You can go to Chick-fil-A and get, they have like the grilled. I love that grilled um, breakfast sandwich with egg whites. Amazing quick breakfast. Have two of those and a coffee. Hit the road. Count it in. You got this. Be a boss, babe. Go get it. And I think that would have set him up for long-term success much more than saying you have to eat eat this healthy, 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 healthy 100% of the time instead of saying, hey, if you just do 80-20, you're going to be awesome. I think he would have, I think he would have lost the 100 pounds that he was wanting to lose. I do. And so that's where as coaches, we need to address the individuality of each of our clients. And that's why I really like doing the podcast and the long form content um, because it's really hard for me to explain 45 minutes of information in a 30 second post on Instagram. I have a really hard time doing that. Um, so I know that today's episode was a little bit longer. Um, I don't apologize at all because I think it was really helpful information about tracking calories. Um, our next episode is going to be ways to track calories, how you do that. It'll be a little bit of a shorter episode, um, cause it's pretty simple. It's, it's quite easy. Um, the tools that you're going to need to track calories and that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. Please drop your questions. Um, I would love to answer any questions, have a Q and a episode. Um, I hope that your summer is just amazing and that you're getting a beautiful glow um don't forget to wear your sunscreen though uh for cancer and wrinkles don't want that sis uh and tune in for our episode next week on how to track calories don't forget to like subscribe we post new episodes every friday they post right in the morning um please leave us a review we would love to hear your feedback and your commentary and yes have a great rest of your day 